0: Welcome to Living a Sensory Life, a podcast that I've started talking all things sensory. So my name's Becky, I'm the founder of Sensory Spectacle and I've run this podcast to teach you all about sensory processing disorder. We're going to be interviewing people, we're going to be sharing strategies, I'm going to be giving you research and I'm also going to be explaining things to you so that you can help to understand the child or adult you care for or support just that little bit better.
1: regulation is a term that we don't always hear about. We hear a lot about self-regulation when we're talking about sensory processing difficulties. But co-regulation is just as important, if not more important for us to understand when thinking about how we are supporting children and adults with sensory processing differences. So. We can't expect someone to self-regulate if we don't start off with co-regulation. And so I'm going to explain exactly how and why this is in this podcast. So we know that self-regulation is when we are trying to achieve an internal balance. Or if you're a scientist, we know homeostasis. So the behaviours or the actions that we do are a form of self-regulation. It's a response to something that's happening within my environment. So if I am cold, I may well shiver. If I am hot, I will sweat. And those are my bodily functions in order to help keep that internal balance, self-regulation. So self-regulation is our ability to control the way that we feel and act. So when we're thinking about people with sensory processing difficulties, the things that we're observing them doing are acts of self-regulation. There's a purpose behind it. They are doing that thing because their body requires it. So it might be they are chewing on something. They're chewing on it for extra proprioceptive awareness in their jaw. Or maybe they are smelling things because they're looking for, they're seeking out more of that olfactory stimulation. So successful self-regulation helps us to stay focused, to um, control our emotions and to respond to our sensations comfortably. It helps us to attend and learn. So if we're in education, If we find it difficult to self-regulate, we'll find it difficult to focus on what the teacher's saying or focus on a task or to learn about a particular thing because our body is being distracted with something else that's happening that it requires. So I talk about self-regulation a lot because my focus is I want people to accurately understand these sensory characteristics. And so these sensory characteristics are what we are observing as self-regulation. We know that there's a purpose and they are doing that in order to feel okay. So self-regulation is a very clever thing but it's something that we have to learn. We don't just know how to self-regulate when we are born as a child. So my ability to self-regulate is tied really closely with my interoceptive system. So my interoceptive sense tells me how my body is feeling. There's two ways that I might recognize this information. It might be giving me information about my emotional state. So if I'm happy, sad, angry, frustrated, excited. Or my body state. So if I'm thirsty, if I need the toilet. How I recognise and understand those interoceptive messages are really, really important in order for me to be able to self-regulate. Now, I've got loads of other information on interoception. It's this eighth sensory system that we're talking a lot about at the moment. I've got a whole online training course about it, but there's also lots of free downloads and a podcast and various other information that you can find more about this sensory system. So our interoceptive signals, so these messages from inside of our body, alert us about our internal balance so if it's off it will motivate us to take action to then restore that balance. So co-regulation is something like I mentioned that we need to learn to do. So for example if I'm holding a baby and the baby's crying I want to as their caregiver help to reduce that I want to understand why they're crying. So if I think that they're hungry, and they're crying because they're hungry, I will feed them. This is a form of co-regulation. I'm supporting that baby to regulate. So their body, the baby's body, has recognised that they're hungry. The baby's response is crying. And so I am feeding the baby in order to help that baby to regulate. So babies rely on someone else to help identify and adjust their internal system. As we get older, there's a development, but there's also an expectation for us to be able to do that for ourselves. So during this co-regulation, the baby is learning how to regulate when faced with a similar imbalance again. So next time they feel those similar sensations, whether it comes from their tummy, and learning and piecing that information together so that as they get bigger, they are then able to regulate that for themselves. So this repeated practice, so every time they get hungry, the baby is able to transition to self-regulation to begin to fulfill their own needs. So co-regulation is where we are supporting someone in order to recognize how to self-regulate or what their body needs. And it's so, so important for children and adults with sensory processing difficulties. A lot of the time I have conversations with People who might just expect our children and adults to know how to respond when their body feels a certain way, but actually they might find that really difficult because they might still be confused or not understand what a sensation means. So another example of co-regulation is, again, if we're thinking about a baby and my baby's crying again, if the baby is cold I will cuddle them or I might wrap them up in a blanket to warm them up. That's another example of co-regulation. So how many of the children that you support or adults that you know, find it really difficult to recognize changes in temperature? We need to provide ways in order to help them to recognize these messages and to self-regulate. But before that, we must offer this way of supporting them through co-regulation. If we don't show the child or adult ways to respond to how their body is feeling, they might find it really difficult to then learn how to respond to those sensations in the future. So I mentioned earlier, we need that repeated practice. That's what enables a baby to transition from ...self-regulation to fulfilling their own deeds. So from co-regulation to self-regulation. If I was to misunderstand or misinterpret an internal message... ...so if my tummy was um, feeling a certain way... ...and I thought that I was hungry... ...but actually I needed a toilet... ...then the way I support myself is going to be impacted, because actually I might eat something, but then I that doesn't fulfill that need that I require. I actually need to go to the toilet. So if I don't, if I misunderstand these internal messages, I won't reach that homeostasis or that ability to feel internal balance, because I'm not recognising the right need to support. So I'll find it difficult to focus. I'll find it difficult to regulate my emotions. I might be anxious because I don't know what these feelings mean. I've given myself some food, but actually that sensation, that feeling is still there. So co-regulation is where we support someone to help them to recognise what their bodily sensations mean and how they can then learn to identify that for themselves and adjust their internal system so that they can feel this internal balance, this level of homeostasis, which means that they are able to function at their optimum, at their best. If we support someone who finds it difficult to recognise what their body needs, This is where we might see characteristics that relate to frustration or um, really becoming involved in an activity to block out other sensations because they might not really understand how to support themselves or what to do. Many of the children and adults that we support require help in order to regulate. And so it's not just about us Expecting someone to be able to self-regulate and us recognising their sensory characteristics. It's about us trying to identify how are they recognising how their body is feeling and responding to that. And if they're finding it difficult, how can we apply strategies to help them to recognize them better for themselves. And so therefore they can regulate themselves better. And when they're regulated, they are able to function and respond and engage with their environment so much better than they were previously.
0: This podcast was brought to you by Sensory Spectacle. You can find out more about our immersive training and workshops on our website, SensorySpectacle.co.uk. We educate about and create awareness of sensory processing disorder internationally. We travel the world helping parents and professionals to understand specific characteristics relating to sensory processing needs. On our website, you'll find books, sensory support items, classroom resources, as well as information about our trainings. If you have any questions, please do get in touch. We love to hear from you, but otherwise, thanks for listening.